Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It is a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. I am bowled over by the perception and thought Emily has put into discovering ways to navigate challenges and to thrive. They are insightful, get to the root of things, and are practical. I learned a ton and plan on utilizing the techniques she shares. And now the conversation. Emily and I had recently. Well, welcome, Emily, to Unabashed You. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, As way of introduction, Emily packs a lot of strength and enthusiasm into her petite frame. In the several years we worked together, I found her to be a constant light to those around her, always positive. She possesses creativity and abundance, is an excellent collaborator, and is not afraid to take initiative. She's a self-starter with great ideas and yet more than willing to listen. Welcome, Emily. Thank you, Rachel. You're very welcome after that. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, let's get started. Three words to describe yourself. Okay, so I had to take a lot of time to think about this, and I have come up with, drumroll please, bubbly. <laughs> I don't really have a drum, but I could clap. is one of them, and then nurturing. Okay, what was the first one? What was the first one? Bubbly. 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 So go through them again. Bubbly. Nurturing. Nurturing. And perceptive. Perceptive. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I absolutely concur. Those are great adjectives for you. And then, you know, they're not just words that that describe you. They are you. Oh, that's (laughs) fantastic. I love it. I love it. We're off to a great start. When you were a young girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, I think I just wanted to run off and join the circus. You know, that was kind of the personality that I had. Um, more more uh, reasonably, I think I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted to be a performer, a singer, on a stage for a rock band or something. I don't know. But the next Paramore, the next Haley Williams, if you will. Okay. How fun. How fun. I did not know that about you. And today, your dream job, no limits whatsoever, dream job. Ooh, dream job. Um, I would probably say maybe running my own theater somewhere. I'm not, I'm having, that's such a because I like doing a million different things mm-hmm. and I don't settle with any one thing. Mm-hmm. 
if I were to be able to run a theater, I'd be able to dabble in a little bit of everything there, you know? So maybe I'll, maybe I'll just go with that. <laughs> oh, I could totally see you doing that also. That would be really a good, a good fit for you. And on so many levels, cause you're so multi-talented. Right. So your ideal rela- uh, location to relax, like do you have a certain place, either you've actually been there or in your mind, you like to go there to relax, an ideal location to relax. An ideal location to relax. Uh, if we're not talking about physical places, it could I be. Just... It could be. Any. It does up to you. There's um. We'll just say a place with hills and green and daisies. Oh, nice hills and green and daisies. Daisies just, they, they let me breathe. They remind me to breathe and to just take things one thing at a time. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that imagery. That's beautiful. And that's interesting, too, because you grew up in the desert. So that's a very, very opposite from what you grew up with. But I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> one of your favorite books of all time this helped shape you in some way. You know, it could have been when you were a little kid or it could be current or anywhere in between. No, no right or wrong here. Mm. That helped shape me. You know, I want to say that as a kid, I really enjoyed Maximum Ride, those novels. Okay. Um, they didn't really shaped me. It was just something fun. Uh, okay. Oh. Hmm. Well, you enjoyed them, and you remember them now. And you were a kid, and you—I mean, you—you you brought them with you. So in that in in that way, they shaped maybe your love of learning or adventure, or you know, well, I don't know. Well, The Alchemist. The Alchemist was a good one. Okay. A lot of people like that one. All right. We'll stick with those. <laughs> okay. Good. Hey, good answers. And you didn't see that one coming. I had to yep, change things not. up. I had to change things up a little <laughs> bit for you. But here's one you might have heard before because I just think it's so darn fun. Who would you want to be stranded with on a deserted island? Oh, gosh. This one I found really hysterical because when I thought about it, I was thinking... You know, just some sort of Boy Scout, just someone that's resourceful because I would have no idea what to do with myself or how to survive on a stranded island. Um, and then the, the image that came to my mind was this cartoon character from an anime called Hunter x Hunter. His name is Gone. And he, <laughs> I think because anyone that knows this is just thinking, what? Um, he's basically just a really resourceful, like little boy that, uh, basically knows how to hunt monsters. And so I feel like he like knows all about plants and medicine and things like that. And so I'm like, you know what? He's probably the guy to have next to me. <laughs> there you go. You thought it through. That's fabulous. I know. I love it because like you said, he's like the boy scout. He's resourceful. He can keep danger away. He knows all the stuff to eat and not to eat. Yeah. See, that's a very wise answer. Very wise answer. Two truths and a lie because it's so darn fun for me to guess the lie. This is this is this one's for me. Okay. See, I have my go-to and then I have like a musical theater themed one. I don't know whether you want to It's this is you. Ooh. 
Okay, let's just, just stick with the normal. So, never have I ever been out of the country. Never have I ever gotten a tattoo. And never have I ever broken a bone. Out of the country tattoo, broken a bone. But why? I'm going to go with broken bone as the lie. I have never. You have never broken a bone. I have indeed never broken a bone. Excellent. All right. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. And what's your tattoo of? We might as well go there. <laughs> so my tattoo is a golden ribbon for pediatric cancer awareness. Excellent. And it um, the verse Ecclesiastes three four within the ribbon. And what what's uh, remind me what that what that one is? There is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Oh gosh, that's so perfect. That's mm -hmm. so perfect. I, love I hold that. it very near dear to me. It's actually on my ribs, so it can be closest to my heart. So. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I thought I want to ask where it is, but then I thought maybe I shouldn't ask where it is. I didn't. I didn't want you to. I didn't want you to have to reveal. You know. Oh no, it's fine. Oh, I love that, Emily. See, now I didn't know that about you. I I love that because I know that uh, pediatric cancer is very near and dear to your heart, and you do are you a great advocate for that cause. Where do you find your worth, Emily? Where do you find your worth, your sense of worth? So. I, my Enneagram, if that's how you say it, is the helper. Um, what number so is that? What number is that? That's number two. Two, okay. And so I think it's fair to say that I find my worth in helping others and serving others. Um, I feel most myself when I am getting that validation that I have been able to help someone else succeed. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll stick to that, short and simple. <laughs> that, and that makes sense, given your personality and what I know of you, that, that pouring into others helps you feel, um, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it gives, you, it gives you value. I like that. What is one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? So it's just like you, you might have a bunch of them, but just pick out one of those little nuggets that you carry with you. So the one that I carry with me as of recent is just because someone who needs healing is attracted to your light doesn't mean the responsibility of healing them falls on you. Wow. Wow. Okay, you're going to have to say it one more time. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, just because someone who needs healing is attracted to your light doesn't mean the responsibility of healing them falls on you. Yes. Yes, that is very wise. And have you found yourself in a situation where you've had to like apply that in in the sense of like a, a boundary or in the sense of maybe a boundary? Um, I have just found that I don't know when to stop trying to help someone, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of been um, 
that's kind of been my wise words to tell me, you know, it doesn't need to be your job alone, you know. Um, I mean, just again, like I take my validation from like helping others. Uh, and so it's hard to not jump into trying to fix someone, you know. Like, right, right. Um, Especially it, as the helper, as, you know. Yeah. So, gosh, well, yeah. That's a good, um, heady kind of meaty, complex challenge because it's so much a part of who you are and yet it can go too far in the other direction where it becomes not as healthy for you. And so that's that's kind of this fine line you walk between what you, what you love and what you want to do and it being maybe not as helpful even for them because, you know, that's a tough one, Emily. I mean, figuring out, you know, when to say no, where to draw the line, when that, you know, when kind of like, okay, that's enough, you know, now mm -hmm. I'd now I need to kind of recharge and refresh that that's a tough one but you know obviously we all have our <clears throat> things based in our personality that work for us really well in one way and then if we take it too far aren't as good for us and so I think it is astounding that at your age you are already so aware of that and view that and see that as something that you need to be aware of and careful of, that balance. Yeah, it's, it's definitely still a uh, work in progress. You know, this is not to say that I am good at saying no. <laughs> this is just, it's something, it, honestly, the thought and the knowledge, it's not the answer, but it is the first step. I was just going to say that very thing, not quite as eloquently as you said it, but that awareness is the first step because you can't do something unless you're aware. That's fantastic. This is, this is really going to, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to spend some time uh, circling over this and pondering. I love to ponder. That's a, that's a good word for me. I love it. I'm going to really ponder what you've said here. It's, it's really good and meaty. Mm -hmm. completely different topic. How do you have fun and what makes you laugh? Because we've got to have the whimsy part of things. You know, this part of my personality, you know, mm -hmm. that I've, I've, I've got it. We got to get some laughs in. we got to have some fun in. So how do you do that for yourself? Well, um, to laugh, I think you and anyone listening knows that I laugh at everything already. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I'll laugh. I'll say something totally normal and I'll giggle after, you know, I'm just, I'm full of laughs. Um, but about having fun, I think I have the most fun when I am just in good company and just taking in my surroundings, whatever that means, you know, whether that could be sitting out by a tree in the shade, like reading a book, um, with like someone else next to me reading a book, you know, or, um, even just going out and like having some dinner with someone, you know, maybe a drink and just unwinding that way. There is no limit to fun, in my opinion. You know, I think fun is, it's a mindset. It really is a mindset. I love that about you. That's great. I love that. It's very inspiring and it's a good challenge for the rest of us 
that you really can find fun in a lot of different situations. It doesn't have to be, you know, planning a fun activity that, you know, however, you know, somebody narrowly defines that it, it, it's, it's right in front of you. It can be just about anything. I love that. Now we're going to take a deeper dive here and we're going to get into the topics that you wanted to go over. Now, do you want me to kind of lead and facilitate or do you want to just jump right in? Um, let's just jump right in. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on here is, again, validation. Um, and this one, this time, I'd like to talk about it in the form of dating apps and relationships. So I went through a patch where I was on dating apps all the time and I kept thinking, well, I'm going to find someone on here and basically jumped now. I've decided that I needed to delete them because I wasn't on there for the right reasons. Um, Can you define what that means? Not on there for the right reason. Yes. So when you go into a relationship, you want to go into a relationship for the right reason. So that's for love. That's for, um, the mutual trust and X, Y, Z. Okay. Got it. For me, I was going on there because I needed validation. Okay. And I needed someone else to fulfill me. And I hated the feeling of, I need to convince someone that I've never met that they should want to go out with me. Mm, 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 good and, point. <laughs> and once I realized that's what it was, it just, I just deleted all of them. I said, never again. <laughs> okay. Or at least not never again, but not for a long while until I can solidify that in my mind and know what I'm looking for. Um, so now I'm just, I'm just breathing easily, breathing easier, knowing that uh, I don't have to pursue that. I don't need that in my life right now. So it's, it took a pressure off to, to yeah. delete all those. And now you can just kind of sit with sort of exploring some of these things we've talked about um, so that you reach a place where you feel complete within yourself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like that because I think I can relate to what you're saying. I definitely felt that way in my 20s. And I think it takes a lot of um, for, for those of us that are sort of lean and prone to that kind of mindset. It takes us a while to grow out of that. And, and I see that you are absolutely taking these these, you know, active steps to grow out of that and make sure that, you know, you feel whole and complete within yourself before you then venture out into who knows what's down the road. I mean, we just don't know. Right. I think it's exciting. And you might, I hope you're not viewing it as, oh gosh, I know I'm not going to get to date for a while or whatever. I hope you're viewing it as, you know what, this is me time and that in a, in the best sense possible. I absolutely am the, the um, latter that is not the former. Right. I am honestly, it makes me in the beginning it was tough, but now looking at it, I'm very grateful that I was able to acknowledge that and like realize that's why I was 
on there or just even why I was trying to like date men in general. Um, I just, I was like looking for someone else to make me better Mm -hmm. when I can do that for myself, you know, if I can do that for myself, then I should deserve that in someone else as well, you know, and uh, more of like, I want to, I want to make myself the best that I can be for myself instead of for someone else. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And then he should be the same yes. of, of that same mindset that he's gotten to that point where he's the best he can be. So then, you know, then you come together and then it's like, great. <laughs> you know, and we mentioned this yesterday when we were chatting, but I and I and I'm I'm not going to diss on the movie Jerry Maguire because it's a fun, fun movie, and and it is very romantic when Tom Cruise comes back and he tells her, "You complete me," and it's we all are teary and excited. They're back together, yay! He figured it out. And yet, if I really, outside of the, you know, the viewing of the movie and the fun of viewing that, I, I have to be careful about that message because I think that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, I mean, you know, you want Jerry needs to feel complete on his own and she needs <laughs> to feel complete on her own. Then they could come together together and just be amazing together instead of. Like, I'm a half, and you're a half, and now we're a whole. Anyway, it's a great moment. I love the moment. But in reality, I was just having this conversation with Ron. There's, you know, real relationships, and then there's those we watch for entertainment. They're not the same thing. They're really not. (laughs) Um, So kind of segueing from that thought, then, about relationships, Something else I wanted to speak on is the importance of taking responsibility for everything and that we need to understand that responsibility is separate from taking fault or taking blame. Okay, I'll explain that. So essentially, it's saying that you cannot control others and what they do or what they say and their thoughts and their emotions, but you can control your own. Mm-hmm. So you're responsible for your own emotions. So if I had an ex that cheated on me, they are at fault for me feeling so horrible about myself, but it is not their responsibility. It is my responsibility to fix myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it all just boils down to, being able to recognize the situation that you're in and recognize the steps that you need to take to get yourself out of it. Okay. So in this example with the ex, you're responsible for how you feel. And he, you're saying he gets the blame for the cheating. That's what yes. you're saying? He gets the blame for the cheating. Okay. But that's not yeah. the... Th- for making you feel upset and for making you feel the way you are. But it's your responsibility to get yourself out of that. Right. Well, and I would take it a step further, and I would say he he was the catalyst for how you feel, but I would still say, you know, uh, no one can control your feelings. But, but that event definitely brought on what would be 100% normal, natural reactions of betrayal and I trusted you and all those sorts of things. Um 
It's like you're responsible for what you do next. Yes. And that is one of my favorite things, right? And do you remember, I don't know if you remember at one of our meetings, I said, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but it's what you do next that matters. That's, that is the proof right there in that reveals your character that reveals your, you know, your integrity or lack thereof, you know, what you do next. Cause yeah, you're going to make mistakes, man, every day. I I like that. I like that. So taking responsibility for your own, um, like what you do next, what you do next. Yes. I love that. Wonderful. That's good. That's really good. Gosh, Emily, I don't know. You're just really letting loose some great little nuggets here. First thing in the morning. And I'm not, say that again. I've had a lot of time to think. <laughs> okay, well, that's, I know. Uh, listeners, we had technical difficulties yesterday, so we had to actually postpone this for 24 hours. So she, she's had extra time to think about it all. I love it. Are there any other topics that you would like to cover? Um, here's just a little extra nugget to put on the end here, then. Um, letting go of things you can't control. Yes. <laughs> It all goes down to, it's not about the weight of something, but it's about how long you hold on to it for. So there was, it's like, something another, this is a story I read, I can't take credit for saying this, but there's like a psychology professor or something another um, that was holding a glass and she was asking her students, how heavy is this glass? And so the students would say, oh, like eight ounces, 20 ounces of water, whatever. And everyone was expecting it to be like, oh, is it half full or half empty? You know, like water glass. And she said, well, you know, it's actually not about the weight. It's about how long I hold it. If I hold it for five minutes, my arm will start to get tired. If I hold it for an hour, my arm's going to be shaking. If I hold it for three hours, my hand, my arm's going to be numb. And it just all comes back to you are going to experience some heavy things. You're going to experience things that feel like you can't hold them. And you don't have to. Just put it down. Oh. That, I mean, a truth bomb right there. I mean, I'm not good at those sound effects like the guys are. I'm not trying to be sexist, but there's they have some extra gene <laughs> that allows them to make those cool explosion noises that I can't, I haven't mastered. That is absolutely incredible. I mean, because the truth behind that, the things that you hold on to and how, how, how much heavier they get, the longer you hold on to them. And how much more harm they'll bring to you the longer you hold on to them. Yes. Yes. Love, 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 love. Love that. Do you have... Any kind of action steps or advice or anything you've tried in the letting go that you can share? Because right now that's makes so much sense and it it rings is so true. I try it on and it's like, yes, yes, I absolutely see that. How do you do you have you do you have some ways that you're learning to let go of things? So something that I've always done is I start by, it's just three simple steps. Close your eyes, clear your heart, let it go. 
And it sounds so simple, but honestly, just closing my eyes and reflecting on a thought and reflecting on why it's making me feel a certain way helps me understand more of like why, or it, it, it helps me understanding it to the root of the problem. Like, because at the end of the day, again, you're taking responsibility for yourself. Like you feel a certain way because of something, maybe your past experiences, and so it's acknowledging your past experiences, acknowledging how it makes you feel, and then just questioning yourself a million times, why does this make me feel this way? Okay, and so if that's the, so for, here, I'm just babbling on because here's an example. I love it. If I don't like that my best friend didn't invite me out to dinner, let's say, why does that bother me? Okay, well, it bothers me because she usually invites me out to dinner. Okay, so then, but why does that bother you? Okay, well, maybe it bothers me because that used to be something that we did as best friends all the time. So then even even still, why does that bother you? Well, because now that she's not doing it, it makes me feel like we're not best friends anymore. And then you get to that untold truth within yourself that's telling you you are upset because of a thought that you placed in your own head. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that she did or actually said, but it's your own insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being able to really ask myself why and identify the insecurities that I have helps lead me out of that hole. So you're doing all this with your eyes closed. You're doing all this reflecting with your eyes closed. And then the second step was. So it's clearing your heart. And so clearing your heart. And that's part of what you're doing while you're. Okay. And then you can let it go bit by bit. You know, it's not going to be all at once. Like, Oh, that's easy, but you can at least release some of that weight. And when you let it go, so that's all within yourself, do you ever find yourself in a situation where you take maybe a fourth step, which is a conversation, let's say in this situation with the best friend, like, hey, I noticed we haven't been hanging out this much or whatever, it's, you know, what's up with that? Or I don't know, I'm just curious. You know, sometimes it is. I guess it really just depends on how where my mind is um sorry my my computer's overheating and hopefully you guys don't hear that but (laughs) no no (laughs) so so not always but sometimes if you feel led during that time there are times where I will spark that conversation only because I know that I need to have that reassurance but I need to come to I need to get to the root of my insecurity before I can offer a conversation with that person, though. Um, because otherwise, you're going into a conversation blind. You're not going into it with like, a real purpose. It's just like, again, you're getting them to validate you when you need to validate yourself. And right. so it's one thing to seek knowledge from someone, but it's another thing to seek validation. Right. Gosh. Wow, you need to like, you know, run some seminars or workshops or something. I mean, come on, man. You've got you've got all kinds of little nuggets to share here. I'm loving it. I am loving it. 
And the other thing I, I love is that, you know, there's always, there are always things for us to learn and to think about and to grow from. And I feel like I've, I've done this in this conversation and I look forward to getting the conversation out there so that other people can benefit from what you've had to say and, and try it on and try it in their own lives. I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do this for sure. Incredible. Emily, absolutely incredible. Do you have anything else before we close? Honestly, I'm just going to say that to whoever is listening, you are love. And there are going to be some difficult times and times that you're in may not even be your last difficult times. If you're currently facing something like that or some sort of struggle, but just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and remember to breathe. Oh, beautiful space, you know, just remember to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, is a good one. That is a good one. Well, thank you, Emily. I am very grateful to know you and to love you and to be known by you. It's a blessing and a pleasure. I will obviously put this together and you'll be the first one to see it. Yay. So thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you, Rochelle. I continue to be deeply influenced by the profound understanding our guests have shared with us. In each episode, we've been introduced to thoughtful women who've used their experiences to learn from and now to share with us. A big debt of gratitude to Emily for taking time to inspire our growth. If you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts, you can find the steps to her thoughts on the website unabashedyou.com or email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out with questions, thoughts, any additional insight you want to share. And a shout out to the countries who have joined the conversation, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Sweden, Vietnam, and the good old US of A. Ladies, I am exhilarated by you. And now for our blessing. May blessings follow you through life wherever Christ may lead you. May love be right beside you and joy and peace precede you. May God's word light your path each day while grace and patience guide your way. That's it for today, ladies. Go be unabashed. Be you.